Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Empower Your English Listening Skills. Well, it's a long weekend in、um, Japan. It kind of marks the beginning of summer holiday. This one was very nice because the holiday fell on a Friday, on a Monday. So, so, so we so. had. Three day weekend.、うんね、the holiday is Marine Day or Sea Day, however you want to translate it. It means、uh, for thankfulness for about the ocean. It's a kind of new holiday.、うん uh, not Really new, but relatively new. So, basically, school holidays start when that holiday happens.、Mm. And so, with a long holiday, one of the things we did was a barbecue so, in very hot weather,、mm. but we had a, a really nice time.、Mm. Another thing we did was watch a movie.、Mm. So, yes, the air, yeah, air. America, was, now, we don't really want to endorse a movie or not, but it was a really interesting movie.、Mm. It was the story of the big risk that the shoe company mm. Nike mm. took to,、um, move, to have Michael Jordan.、Mm. Who has not even started his professional career be their、uh, representative for basketball shoes? So, Jordan, They didn't really emphasize basketball shoes at all.、Mm. They did running shoes. But we read more, and it's very interesting because before they made running shoes,、mm. Nike, uh, they actually were a different company, and they were、uh, started by guys who were in track and field running. Uh, racers and they lo- went to Japan and found a running shoe that they really, really liked.、Mm. And that running shoe was called Onitsuka Tigers.、Mm. And、um, they asked if they could start a company in America to market those Onitsuka Tigers in. Um, America. So, that's it. And、uh, by the time I was in junior high school, they were called ASICS Tigers.、うんうん、Now I think they're just ASICS. So,、ね、yeah, so that was kind of a transition time.、うん、But my volleyball coach. Love those shoes, and so we all bought them for our volleyball team. and We all loved them, they were light and they had very good 
そうですね。That marketed them. And that got this company started, and later they decided to make their own running shoe.、Mm-hmm. But there was a big connection between、uh, what became Nike and Japanese shoe technology.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we learned a lot of really interesting things.、Mm-hmm. And of course, they, were, they had a very small share. Of the market until Michael Jordan.、Mm. And then the sales boomed more than just boomed, even. And it was a huge explosion of sales. And now they're by far the most popular、mm. and powerful shoe company. So that, like, Air Jordan got cool. 出たの覚えてるよね。なんか今までとは全部違うものが出てきたなっていうイメージが。Yeah, so ago, うん、but the they I think it's one of the most successful business marketing things ever.、うん、and so Michael Jordan had a big, but it was a big risk. And the、uh, basketball shoe section of the company were almost all fired、うん、because it was such a risk to make a complete Line about one basketball player only,、mm-hmm. and he wasn't even starting、mm-hmm. his professional career.、ね、But we all know that they made a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great, it was a very interesting movie to think about. Yeah, the swoosh, we call it in, swoosh. in English. Because nobody really knows what it is.、Mm. Just swoosh. And <laughs> the, the meaning of the word swoosh is more like if you take a fan、mm. that you hold in your hand and you quickly move it across and it moves the air really fast, that's kind of a swoosh.、Mm. で Scary start, but turned into huge company.、Uh, let's read Harry Potter. Because <laughs> 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 that was another very similar big, big, big explosion. And the company that published her books was a small company.、Uh, It's not a small、ね、company anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's start reading the first year. Students at Hogwarts had just come into the castle and noticed in the dining, great dining hall, there was a hat, and that hat could sing. And the song told them what was going to happen. The hat was going to tell them what house they should go to.、Mm. So they were relieved because they didn't know what difficult test. They were going to have to face all they have to do is wear a hat. But 
Harry was very nervous anyway to put that on in front of everybody and not know what would be decided. Mm. Okay. So let's pick it up there. Professor McGonagall now stepped forward, holding a long roll of parchment. So parchment was the kind of like paper they used before paper. And it was uh, used to be made from sheepskin. Ah, uh, yes. yes, and it's all rolled up. And this one is very long because it has many names. Ah, Did they use them in Japan? Okay. When I call your name, you will put on the hat and sit on the stool to be sorted, she said. Now, do you know, did we explain the word sorted before? Sorting. Sorted means uh, putting things into different piles for different purposes. Yes, okay. Abbott, Hannah, a pink-faced girl with blonde pigtails, stumbled out of the line, put on the hat, which fell right down over her eyes, and sat down. A moment's pause. Hufflepuff, shouted the hat. <laughs> the table on the right cheered and clapped as Hannah went to sit down at the Hufflepuff table. Harry saw the ghost of the fat friar waving merrily at her. Bones, Susan, Hufflepuff, shouted the hat again, and Susan scuttled off to sit next to Hannah. Well, maybe they will all belong to Hufflepuff, <laughs> I wonder. Boot, Terry, Ravenclaw, the table second from the left, clapped this time. Several Ravenclaws stood up to shake hands with Terry as he joined them. So the table on the very right is Hufflepuff. The table... Second from the left is Ravenclaw. Okay. Brocklehorst, Mandy, went to Ravenclaw too. But Brown Lavender became the first new Gryffindor, and the table on the far left exploded with cheers. Harry could see Ron's twin brothers catcalling. So catcalling, I think, is where you're going, woo, woo, sort of like that. <laughs> I don't know why they call it catcalling. <laughs> so on the very far left, Gryffindor. Uh, next one is Ravenclaw. And then on the far right is Hufflepuff. So I wonder what's the fourth one. We know, I think. Bolstroyd. Millicent. Then became a Slytherin. Mm. Perhaps it was Harry's imagination after he'd all he'd heard about Slytherin, but he thought they looked like an unpleasant lot. Now, that's especially a British way of saying a lot is a group.、Mm. So they didn't look very nice. He was starting to feel definitely sick now. He remembered being picked for teens 
during gym at his old school. He had always been last to be chosen. Not because he was no good, but because no one wanted Dudley to think they liked him. Hmm. Finch, Fletchley, Justin. So his last name is two names, Finch, Fletchley. Justin, that's a hard name to say. Hufflepuff. Sometimes Harry noticed the hat shouted out the house at once. But at others, it took a little while to decide. Finnegan, Seamus, the sandy-haired boy next to Harry in the line, sat on the stool for almost a whole minute before the hat declared him a Gryffindor. Granger, Hermione, Hermione almost ran to the stool and jabbed the hat, jammed the hat eagerly on her head. Gryffindor, shouted the hat. Ron groaned. <laughs> A horrible thought struck Harry, as horrible thoughts always do when you're very nervous. What if he wasn't chosen at all? What if he just sat there with a hat over his eyes for ages until Professor McGonagall jerked it off his head and said there had obviously been a mistake and he'd better get back on the train. Yes, you always think of the very worst thing. When Neville Longbottom, the boy who kept losing his toad, was called, he fell over on his way to the stool. The hat took a long time to decide with Neville. When it finally shouted, Gryffindor, Neville ran off, still wearing it, and had to jog back amid gales of laughter to give it to McDougal Morag. Malfoy swaggered forward when his name was called and got his wish at once. The hat had barely touched his head when it screamed, Slytherin! Malfoy went to join his friends, Crab and Goyle, looking pleased with himself. There weren't many people left now. Moon, not Parkinson, then a pair of twin girls, Patil and Patil, then Perks, Sally Ann, and then at last, Potter, Harry. As Harry stepped forward, whispers suddenly broke out like little hissing fires all over the hall. Potter, did she say? The Harry Potter? The last thing Harry saw before the hat dropped over his eyes was the hall full of people craning to get a good look at him. So what's a crane? Okay, for... uh, Not for the construction, the bird Mm -hmm. with a long neck. Mm -hmm. So craning is where you stretch your neck up really far and try to get a better look So it's called craning your neck. Okay, so everyone was stretching to see the real Harry Potter. Next second, he was looking at the black inside of the hat. He waited. Hmm said a small voice in his ear. Difficult. 
Very difficult. Plenty of courage, I see. Not a bad mind, either. There's talent. Oh, my goodness, yes. And a nice thirst to prove yourself. Now that's interesting. So where shall I put you? Harry gripped the edge of the stool and thought, Not Slytherin, not Slytherin. Not Slytherin, eh? So the hat can tell what he thinks. Mm. Mm. Said the small voice, Are you sure? You could be great, you know. It's all here in your head. And Slytherin will help you on the way to greatness. No doubt about that. No? Well, if you're sure, better be Gryffindor. Harry heard the hat shout the last word to the whole hall. He took off the hat and walked shakily toward the Gryffindor table. He was so relieved to have been chosen and not put in Slytherin, he hardly noticed that he was getting the loudest cheer yet. Percy, the prefect, got up and shook his hand vigorously. Vigorously is uh, like with lots of life and power, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes. While the Weasley twins yelled, We got Potter! We got Potter! Harry sat down opposite the ghost in the rough he'd seen earlier. A ruff is kind of lace uh, around the neck that they used to wear in Shakespeare's time. Oh. Uh, but now maybe only ladies have something like a mm, ruff. Mm. And now not so many people at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this go- ghost had a ruff. The ghost patted his arm giving Harry the sudden, horrible feeling he just plunged it into a bucket of ice-cold water. That's what happens when a ghost touches you. (laughs) He could see the high table properly now. At the end, nearest him sat Hagrid, who caught his eye and gave him the thumbs up. Harry grinned back, and there in the center of the high table in a large gold chair sat Albus Dumbledore. Harry recognized him at once from the card he'd gotten out of the chocolate frog on the train. Dumbledore's silver hair was the only thing in the whole in the hall that shone as brightly as the ghosts. Harry spotted Professor Quirrell too, the nervous young man from the leaky cauldron. He was looking very peculiar in a large purple turban. And now there were only three people left to be sorted. Thomas Dean, a black boy, even taller than Ron, joined Harry at the Gryffindor table. Turpin, Lisa, became a Ravenclaw, and then it was Ron's turn. He was pale green by now. (laughs) He feels sick. Harry crossed his fingers under the table and a second later, the hat had shouted, Gryffindor! Harry clapped loudly with the rest <laughs> as Ron collapsed into the chair next to him. Well done, Ron. Excellent, said Percy Weasley pompously. Pompouses with a big, proud feeling. Mm. Across Harry as 
Zabini Blaze was made of Slytherin. Professor McGonagall rolled up her scroll and took the sorting hat away. Harry looked down at his empty gold plate. He had only just realized how hungry he was. The pumpkin pasties seemed ages ago. (laughs) Albus Dumbledore had gotten to his feet. He was beaming at the students. His arms opened wide as if nothing could have pleased him more than to see them all there. Welcome, he said. Welcome to the new year at Hogwarts. Before we begin our banquet, I would like to say a few words. Here they are. Nitwit, Blubber, Oddment, Tweak. Thank you. <laughs> so that's a few words. <laughs> he said, I bet that's the strangest speech anyone's ever had. He sat down. Everyone clapped and cheered. Harry didn't know whether to laugh or not. Is he a bit mad? That means crazy. Mm. He asked Percy uncertainly. Mad, said Percy airily. He's a genius. Best wizard in the world. But he is a bit mad, yes. (laughs) Potatoes, Harry? Harry's mouth fell open. The dishes in front of them were now piled with food. He had never seen so many things he liked to eat on one table. Roast beef, roast chicken, pork chops and lamb chops, sausages, bacon and steak, <laughs> boiled potatoes, roast potatoes, fries, Yorkshire pudding, peas, carrots, gravy, ketchup, and for some strange reason, peppermint humbugs. Mm. I think a peppermint humbug is a peppermint candy. Oh, okay. So, uh, everything sounds very good, though. Mm. The Dursleys had never exactly starved Harry, but he'd never been allowed to eat as much as he liked. Mm. Dudley had always taken anything that Harry really wanted, even if it made him sick. Mm. Harry piled his plate with a bit of everything except the peppermints and began to eat. It was all delicious. That looks good, said the ghost in the rough, sadly, watching Harry cut up his steak. Can't you? I haven't eaten for nearly 400 years, said the ghost. I don't need to, of course, but one dismiss it. I don't think I've introduced myself. Sir Nicholas Dumimsey Porpington at your service. Resident ghost of Gryffindor Tower. I know who you are, said Ron suddenly. My brothers told me about you. You're nearly headless Nick. I would prefer you to call me Sir Nicholas de Mimsy, the ghost began stiffly. But sandy-haired Seamus Finnegan interrupted. Nearly headless? How can you be nearly headless? Sir Nicholas looked extremely miffed, that means upset, as if their little chat wasn't going at all the way he wanted. Like this, he said irritably. He seized his left ear and pulled. His whole head swung off his neck and fell onto his shoulder as if it was on a hinge. Someone had obviously tried to behead him or cut off his head. Mm. 
but had not done it properly. Looking pleased at the stunned looks on their faces, nearly headless Nick flipped his head back onto his neck, coughed and said, So, new Gryffindors, I hope you're going to help us win the house championship this year. Gryffindors have never gone so long without winning. Slytherins have got the cup six years in a row. Mm. The bloody Baron's becoming almost unbearable. He's the Slytherin's ghost. So, nearly headless because the person who tried to cut off his head didn't finish. Mm. Okay. Harry looked over at the Slytherin table and saw a horrible ghost sitting there with blank, staring eyes, a gaunt face that's very thin cheeks. Okay, a gaunt face. And robes stained with silver blood. He was right next to Malfoy, who, Harry was pleased to see, didn't look too pleased with the seating arrangements. How did he get covered in blood? asked Shaman with great interest. I've never asked, said nearly headless Nick delicately. When everyone had eaten as much as they could, the remains of the food faded from the plates, leaving them sparkling clean as before. A moment later, the desserts appeared. Blocks of ice cream in every flavor you could think of. Apple pies, treacle tarts, chocolate eclairs and jam donuts, trifle, strawberries, jelly, jello, rice pudding. As Harry helped himself to a treacle tart, and that's a kind of tart that has um, maybe molasses and um, sugar and nuts. Mm. Okay? Nuts. As Harry helped himself to a treacle tart, the talk turned to their families. I'm half and half, said Seamus. Me dad's a muggle. Mom didn't tell him she was a witch till after they were married. Bit of a nasty shock for him. The others laughed. What about you, Neville? Said Ron. Well, my gran brought me up and she's a witch, said Neville. But the family thought I was all muggle for ages. My great uncle Algy kept trying to catch me off my guard and force some magic out of me. He pushed me off the end of Blackpool Pier once. I nearly drowned. But nothing happened until I was eight. Great Uncle Algy came round for dinner and he was hanging me out of an upstairs window by the ankles when my great auntie Enid offered him a meringue and he accidentally let go. But I bounced all the way down the garden and into the road. They were all really pleased. Gran was crying. She was so happy. And you should have seen their faces when I got in here. They thought I might not be magic enough to come, you see. Great Uncle Algy was so pleased, he bought me my toad. On Harry's other side, Pursley Weasley and Hermione were talking about lessons. I do hope they start right away. There's so much to learn. I'm particularly interested in transfiguration. That means changing shape. 
you know, turning something into something else, of course. It's supposed... It's supposed to be very difficult. You'll be starting small, just matches into needles and that sort of thing. Harry, who was starting to feel warm and sleepy, looked up at the high table again. Hagrid was drinking deeply from his goblet. Professor McGonagall was talking to Professor Dumbledore. Professor Quirrell, in his absurd turban, was talking to a teacher with greasy black hair, a hooked nose, and sallow skin. Sallow means very, very pale mm-hmm. and gray. It happened very suddenly. The hooked nose teacher looked past Quirrell's turban straight into Harry's eyes, and a sharp, hot pain shot across the scar on Harry's forehead. Ouch! Harry clapped a hand to his head. What is it? asked Percy. Nothing. The pain had gone as quickly as it had come. Harder to shake off was the feeling Harry had gotten from the teacher's look. A feeling that he didn't like Harry at all. Who's that teacher talking to Professor Quirrell? He asked Percy. Oh, you know Quirrell already, do you? No wonder he's looking so nervous. That's Professor Snape. He teaches potions, but he doesn't want to. Everyone knows he's after Quirrell's job. Knows a lot. Knows an awful lot about the dark arts, Snape. Harry watched Snape for a while, but Snape didn't look back again. So I think we're going to stop now because of time. But now you have met Harry's biggest enemy, even bigger than Mm. Malfoy, and that is Professor Snape. So that's what's happened so far. The banquet is almost done, and the story, the real story, is about to begin. Mm. Thank you for listening, and we will pick it up next week. Mm. Mata, Bye-bye. Goodbye.